Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening how much you truly love each and every one of them. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 12, beginning in verse 1. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous cannot be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked are, lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man will be commended according to his wisdom, but he who is of a perverse heart will be despised. Better is the one who is slighted but has a servant than he who honors himself but lacks bread. A righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. The wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. He who speaks truth declares righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The truthful lip shall be established forever. But a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. No grave trouble will overtake the righteous, but the wicked shall be filled with evil. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools 
proclaims foolishness. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Friends, let's take a closer look at verse 26. And Proverb 12, verse 26 says this, The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Now, friends, today we're going to take a look at the life of Isaac. And Isaac is one of the patriarchs of the Old Testament. Earlier, we looked at Noah, and then we looked at Isaac's father, Abraham. And many times in the Bible, when we're referring to God, we say that God is the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. So one of the things I really like about the Bible is that as you read the Bible, there are so many things that we can learn through the characters in the Bible. And there are so many things that I could talk about with Isaac. But what I'm going to do today is go over four points that I would like for you to consider. And what can we learn through the life of Isaac? Now, the first point that I would like to bring up is... It is good to have patience. Now, if we go to the book of James, chapter 1, I am going to read beginning in verse 2. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, friends, one of the people in the Bible who practiced patience was Abraham. And what I'd like to do is go to the 17th chapter of Genesis, beginning in verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. And you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you. 
and kings shall come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Now, friends, when this happened, Isaac had just been born, and he was a hundred years old. And shortly after this, when Isaac grew a little bit, God tested Abraham, and he told him and said, I want you to sacrifice Isaac on the altar. And Abraham showed his faithfulness. But Isaac grew up. And what happened with Isaac? And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So what I'd like to do is go to the 25th chapter of Genesis, and we're going to begin in verse 19. This is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban the Syrian. So this is an example of patience. It has been 40 years since Isaac has been born, and Abraham sees absolutely no evidence of all these descendants that God has promised him. So Abraham is beginning to get older. And so what he does is arrange for his head servant to go to his former land to find a wife for Isaac. He did not want Isaac to be with foreign women. He wanted to go back to his homeland, but he did not want Isaac to go back there. So he sent his servant. So lo and behold, the servant comes back with Rebekah, and they get married. They're happy with each other, and at 40 years old, they now plan on beginning their family. But something goes wrong. So just like Sarai had been barren and had not been able to have children for many years until she was 90 years old, the same thing happens with Rebecca, and Rebecca isn't able to have children. Let's continue in verse 21. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. So the second point I'd like to bring up is it is important that we pray to God. And this is what happened here. Isaac is wanting a child. He is trying to get his wife pregnant, and she is unable to have children. She is not reproducing. So he prays to God. God hears the prayer of his servant Isaac, and Rebekah conceives. Unfortunately, Rebekah has difficulty during her pregnancy. Let's begin 
in verse 22. But the children struggled together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So when Rebecca was having difficulty during her pregnancy, she reached out and prayed to God as well, and God answered her prayer. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over, so they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. So this is the point, and you could really easily overlook that one verse. But it took 20 years from the time they got married and tried to have a child until the two boys were born 20 years later. So try at this time to imagine you're Abraham. God has promised that you're going to be the father of many nations and that your offspring are going to produce and you're going to have so many kids that you will not be able to count them all. All the stars in the heaven, the sands on the seashore. And so he finally has grandkids. So let's continue with verse 27. So the boys grew. And Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Friends, the third point I would like to bring up is it is important for the husband and wife to be on the same page. And if there ever was a couple in the Bible where the couple were not on the same page, it is Isaac and his wife, Rebecca. And because of that, from this point on, they had nothing but issues in their marriage. Esau and Jacob. Esau and Jacob. And as the boys are growing up, I believe it causes separation between those two. They never really had it together. And friends, God does not want man to be alone. He wants people to get together in marriage. But you have to be on the same page. Now, let's go to chapter 26. There was a famine in the land, besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. 
and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed." Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar, and the men of the place asked about his wife. And he said, She is my sister, for he was afraid to say, She is my wife, because he thought, lest the men of the place kill me for Rebekah, because she is beautiful to behold. Now it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw, and there was Isaac, showing endearment to Rebekah his wife. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, Quite obviously, she is your wife. So how could you say, she is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I said, lest I die on account of her. And friends, the fourth point is, our children watch what we do and say. Isaac makes the same mistake that his father Abraham had done. When they went to a different land, he did not introduce Rebekah as his wife. He introduced Rebekah as his sister, repeating the same mistake that his father Abraham had done twice. Now, friends, we can really learn from this, either good or bad. So it is important to know and be aware of the fact that kids are going to watch us. They watch every single thing we do. That should prompt us to live life in a righteous manner, to try at the best of our ability to do right all the time. Now, friends, we will make mistakes here and there, but we should do all that we can to show our children the proper way to do things and to speak properly. Watch what you do. Watch what you say in front of your children. Now, what I'd like to do is go back to our verse of the day before closing. And if you look back at Proverbs 12, verse 26, it tells us the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked 
leads them astray. Friends, I often talk about the importance of doing this. Usually, several times each month, I talk about it. But friends, we become like the people we hang out with. If we hang out with people who are wise and show wisdom and are righteous and make proper decisions, we will have a different life than if we have friends that don't live life that way. So be careful in choosing your friends, the people you hang out with, and I believe and declare your life will begin to go a lot better. Friends, my call to action is very simple today. Are you showing patience in your life? Are you praying to God when things in your life happen that you're not expecting or things don't go the way that you think they should go? Are you on the same page with your spouse? You should have that type of relationship. And one of the things I caution you is when you speak, be careful that your children are not listening. Once again, they listen to everything you say. So wait until the kids go to bed before having these discussions. And finally, a reminder, your children watch everything you say and do. So be mindful of that. The suggested scripture reading today is simply to reread our proverb of the day today, Proverb 22, in its entirety. I believe it will bless you. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came to earth and you died on a cross for me. On the third day, you were buried and you descended into hell for three days. But you arose on the third day. And because of doing that, now all of my sins have been forgiven. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And yet, I invite you into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this point forward in my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, reach out to me on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. There is a contact tab. If you would, simply give me your information. Let me know that you said that prayer, and I want to rejoice with you. Welcome to the family of God. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, this is the weekend. Go out with your spouse, take out your kids, let them know how much God loves them and how much you love them, and I will see you back on Monday as we further explore 
wisdom today.